are, are we doing a segment now? Felix rants. Is that what we're doing? Look, look whether or not it's, it's actually an acknowledged thing. Fucking right, happened it's again. It's there. <laughs> Last week I was ranting like a motherfucker and everyone thought it was hilarious. And now I'm fucking being a douche and ranting again. I'm sorry. This is not a new segment. Oh, this is this is 270 segments. Welcome to episode 270 of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. My name is Felix Hergood. I got uh, Neo Aoshi over here. How you doing? And we got our uh, lovable, lovable man bear, <laughs> Trip Zero. That's me, I guess. That's me, Trip Zero. What's going on? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> don't apologize. That's that's what it is. I don't know why, why my body that's, just rolled in. I just, the, uh, my body just intro. wanted to go there. <laughs> we're here. Here we are. Um, yeah, so we're here on 270, and uh, it's kind of a short week. Not a lot of like crazy news, but there was one point that we want to discuss probably later in the show. We're going to unpack a little bit related mm-hmm. to CD Projekt Red. And their um, last minute like announcement that they're I don't well we'll get into the details I, I I'm not really sure did they announce it or did, what, did somebody discover it like within uh, the company it was reported on it was report, it report was, okay so it was, yeah. it, it was like a story and then they had to make an official announcement but yeah. see we'll unpack that yeah we'll unpack yeah. that later but yeah uh, but, but coming in right under the 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 gun of news it it's a great conversation to have especially now more than ever. So yeah, because uh, CD Projekt Red basically they announced that they're doing a uh, uh, like a last minute crunch to push out the game um, Cyberpunk 2077, and that they originally had stated something to the effect of they weren't going to be doing a crunch or that wasn't a policy or something know. that they did. Um, and we'll, we're, so we'll, get that we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. I feel like I got a question for you before we get started. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. It's video game related. Did you see the change to Spider-Man that they made today in the video the video game for the remaster? That I didn't see at all. You mentioned it and said you wanted to talk about it, and I I hadn't seen I'm it. I'm just going to ask you. I'm just going to if you can look in the Discord real quick, if it's at all possible, and look at that picture. Okay. I'm going to actually, and I can think I can post it in the chat if I if my program works nicely. It nope, that's not it. That's a Phil DeFranco link. Don't don't look at that. but uh nope that image didn't carry over but if you scroll up a little bit in our games chat you can see they remodeled spider-man's face for spider-man let me see this shit they made him look like a a weird tom holland like character oh my god yeah so in the remasters look totally different i wanted to hear your quick opinion on that oh and well, they even well, like. I mean, it. do you yeah. do you not like that? I mean, it it. I think it changes the whole vibe that they were going for of the character because he looks just as young as Miles now. If you look at like Miles oh, in yeah. his side by side, and he's supposed to be like a mentor figure to to Miles, but now it it looks weird because it's still Yuri Yuri Lowenthal's voice and his motion capture. They so uh, 
Brian Inthar, the director of the game, said we did this because it actually helps with the mocap. It actually fits Yuri's facial structure better, and we just decided to go for a more like so, a different vibe for Peter. So, so Yuri just looks exactly like Tom Holland. Is that what we're? No, the model <laughs> model is somebody else. The model for the character is some other. I don't. I don't fucking, know his the name. The fucking model I'm looking at looks like fucking like digital tom holland like it's it's almost like they're trying to tie somehow indirectly tie this spider-man universe which pretty much we've established is separate from any other spider-man universe to the films almost like they're trying to like draw more people in by making them look more like tom holland like like having spider-man the logo on there isn't enough like they need to add extra brand power right (laughs) Yeah, so the original uh, face actor was John Bubinak, and this one is Ben Jordan. Just this a different, is this different person. Face actor. Just a different person. I mean, I would have to play it to ascertain yeah, if it's affecting how I feel about the story. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. interpret him as being like old, like old Peter. Peter that like... He's supposed, like to be a, he's supposed to be an older Peter. Is he supposed to be older? I mean, was he yeah, like, like in in college slash post college? So in college, post college. I don't know. Maybe yeah. well, I'd have to see it when I play it. But this is going to be him in obviously. Yeah, I'm still the, replay it. This is going to be what he looks like in the Miles game or the Miles. And and it's his whole model in the in Spider-Man remaster. This game, the, this PS5. remaster that's going to come out. I yes, I'd have to play it. I'm I'm going to replay it, and I'm sure so you're, after an hour... You're buying like, the remaster? You're going for that? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, well, yeah, you buy it. It's like an atta- it's like an add-on attachment for the Miles game. Oh, yeah, it comes, I'm gonna with, do it comes with the Miles yeah. game. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like an extra 20 bucks or something if you want the remaster. That's fine. Probably. Yeah, I'm going to totally do that, and I'm going to replay it because I love that game. Anyway, I just wanted to get, get that out game. there and see how you felt about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, anyway, had, I hadn't uh, seen it until now, but uh, that's interesting. That the, yeah, that came out this morning and it rocked. It's like rocked. Uh, it's like back in the '80s when you're watching a sitcom and you're having a great time, and then suddenly they recast the sister, and you're like, "What the fuck you, just happened, man?" <laughs> you, yeah, like uh, what? Like, like was it Rosabella? No, uh, well, multiple shows did. They did it with the mom, yeah. but Roseanne did it with Becky, the sister. Like they right. they had two Beckys, and it fucked everybody. You know what up. I like? You know what I liken this to? I liken this to they. Sony jumped in. Sony Pictures said, "Well, Tom Holland is our Spider-Man now, so we just went ahead and remastered the Rami Spider-Man movies and just put Tom Holland's face on over <laughs> Tobey Maguire throughout yeah. the whole movie. Just CGI'd his face over, and now you get to experience Tom Holland. I mean, in those movies, uh, they're doing that online with that um, that uh, face deep fakes. Yeah, what's it called? It's called uh, deep fakes. Deep deep fakes. Yeah." Where they're deep yeah, yeah. but they're deep, you know, yeah, of course they're doing it for porn and, and whatever, but they're also doing sure. it, they're doing it for, uh, they're deep faking like old scenes from old movies. You can find like a deep fake, like I found, um, uh, this was amazing, but it was, um, all these scenes. Back to the future. No, no, the one I, there was a back, they did a back to the future one. Little, little, little known fact that not, you know, that uh, not many people realize the original person, the ideal person that they wanted to play Iron Man in the original Iron Man movie from 2008 was not Robert Downey Jr. He was like a third or a fourth choice. The first choice was Tom Cruise. And I, I, I I found a recut 
where they also got a voice actor to do the lines. I found a crazy supercut from all these different scenes that Robert Downey Jr. played in all these different movies, like Avengers and Iron Man and all that shit, where they recut it with that with the face thing, and it's Tom Cruise, and they had a Tom Cruise like impersonator do the voice, and it was really good. <laughs> it was creepy, man. It was super creepy. Um, but he wow. was their original. Uh, he, they wanted him. They were going to try and get him. Um, there's even so- rumors that he might come back in some way. He might actually play Iron Man in some kind of weird uh, project, a Marvel project coming up where it's like an alternate reality where he's playing Iron Man. Like that's you, all you know stuff what is crazy. It's interesting though. Yeah. This sounds like a great conversation for the post show, which it you is. can listen to if you hang out on twitch.tv slash emergent underscore gamer on Wednesday nights. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking. Yes. Sorry, I just wanted to talk about the Spider-Man face change. He brought a, he just, brought had, a, I just had to drive a truck right into that brick wall. I had no other way to do it. You're fine. We're going to be here talking about Tom Cruise all night. We could yeah. end up talking about Tom Cruise all night long. <laughs> trip, 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 video games. What games did you play this week? Anything? Yeah, uh, Watch Dogs 2 is what I have been playing this whole week. Oh, shit. Believe it or not. What's that, yeah. what's that like? Uh, that game? Well, it started from uh, a little like self-imposed nostalgia trip from when I was uh, spending some time working out in California. Uh, I remembered when I played Watch Dogs 2 how accurately they got the city of San Francisco and all the surrounding areas. Marin County, Sausalito, Silicon Valley, and I was like, I just want to like drive around in this game. So I was doing it. I was just vibing in the city in San Fran, loving it, uh, remembering you know, what it was like. And then I was like, when does Legion come out? So then I looked up Watch Dogs Legion's release date, and it was October 29th. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play this fresh on the computer, on the PC. Fresh playthrough, start to finish, and stream it. So that's what I've been doing. Having a lot of fun with this game. That's totally really from cool. scratch. Mm-hmm. Is the game like a good improvement over the first one? I never played the first one. You, you never played the first one? Okay. No. Yeah, I, I played the I mean, first you did, one. You did a lot of Watch Dogs. You streamed a lot of that, Felix. Yeah, I played the Watch Dogs in full. And, and then when Watch Dogs 2 was announced, the day it was announced, I was live playing Watch Dogs. And I got, like, so many follows. I ended up getting, like, 50 follows that day. Like, people just coming mm-hmm. into the stream uh, because they just wanted to see somebody playing Watch Dogs. Um, I, I enjoyed Watch Dogs 2 for the couple of weeks that I played it, and then I got distracted by something. It's not that I had a problem with the game. You know, I like Ubisoft games. I play all of them and enjoy them. I just never got back to it. I never round, did a round robin to find my way back to it. But maybe I'll do that one day, uh, Trip. It's all in my mind. I think of it every now and then. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the shower. I did get a, a, get a coffee just shower thought. Watch Dogs 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ubisoft gave away a free copy of Watch Dogs 2 on PC. Like during their last conference or whatever. And I, I have it now. I did another yeah. funny story about that. That's why I was like, I'm just going to stream this on the PC. Cause I got that free copy from logging in. Well, remember that day they had login issues and they were like, Oh, we're sorry if you can't authenticate. Like if you did, we know you did. It's in your account. If you didn't, we'll let you know how to get your copy. I thought I signed in and was fine. Turns out it never happened. So I didn't have a copy of watchdogs too in my, in my uh, library. So I start Googling uh, like support articles on Ubisoft's website, trying to find a way I can get this game, trying to find like a customer service number that I could go and just like, you know, talk to someone gently about getting my copy of the game, you know, um, 
to really carry my way into, into getting a copy for myself. Then I found a support article saying like, um, mentioning the Epic game store download. And I was like, this wasn't an Epic game store download. This is a Ubisoft store download. Then I saw the dates were like some random dates last week. And then I realized that, Oh my God, this exact day that I am trying to find my copy of this game is also a week that just happens to be where Watch Dogs 2 is the free game of the week in the Epic Game Store. Epic. Mm-hmm. So I was able to just scoop it serendipitously still for free. So I was like, fuck, Beautiful. I don't want to pay like 50 bucks for this. I could hook up my PlayStation again and play it that way, but I kind of want the mouse and keyboard. And then the universe was like, here's your copy. There you go. You're meant to have this copy. Here you go. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. Thanks, Epic Games. Oh, mm-hmm. so you would have had to. Sorry, I missed the point. You would have had to play it on the. I would have had on the yeah. PS4. Well, the point was that, like, I thought I had this free copy from when they gave it away. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, and then just when I went to look for it, it happened to be for free on Epic, so it was perfect. It's perfect timing. Yeah, it's like good. if I if I checked two days later, I would have missed it. It was it's wild. Very fortuitous is the word. Very fortuitous. Very serendipitous. The universe smiled in your favor. Uh huh. But yeah, I'm having a great time playing Watch Dogs. It's it's a it's so much fun, man. They go so heavy handed with like the hacker motif. It's like a really, really terribly written movie that you just like kind of love watching. Some characters rub you the wrong way, but you're just like, like, this is just like literally we're talking about popcorn movies and and really popcorn content earlier in the stream. And this is it. This is like the popcorn hacker video game. I was going to say it's like it's like it's like a terrible movie about hackers kind of like the 1995 movie hackers called hackers with yeah. angelina jolie, jolie. <laughs> are you wondering where this 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 whole series got its goddamn oh inspiration? yeah oh yeah dude. i mean that's where it came from yeah Every, and they take like the, like the anonymous the tropes and and just like hype that up and they mix it with like this little like almost like a saw video like an anonymous video and also the saw guy and it's like here's what you gotta do you know yeah. We're gonna fucking attack your city, and it's like just so aggressive. And no, I would I would say it's like it's a combination of hackers and um, uh, the one where Natalie uh, Portman is uh, bald. V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There, that's a great point. There's a lot it's of combination v for Vendetta vibes. Of, combination yeah. of those two uh, mm-hmm. things. It's not overt, but it's like the oppressive government vibe is uh-huh. definitely very V for Vendetta. Now, the but mm-hmm. the most important thing that I want to ask is. Did you notice and feel the contradiction that the story does with how you have to play the game? Like when I first started playing it, the thing that bothered me the most, but I did, you know, I still played it, whatever. But just th- something I pointed out on our show before was the main character, I forgot his name, um, keeps going on and on about how he wants to be peaceful about it. But when I first started the gameplay, when I began the game, Seemed to force me into scenarios where I had to shoot people. More Does he? Because I mm-hmm. can't remember any dialogue. I just remember him being kind of like uh, the impression I got. So I, I don't remember dialogue. But I remember this impression I got like he seemed like he wanted to approach the world, that world of hacking with more of uh, peaceful motivations. And then as you're playing the game, you start off with nothing. So you, you have to kind of like build up your hacking repertoire or your arsenal. And you build as you build it up, you get more things that allow you to be more passive in your gameplay. You know, or mm-hmm. more not passive, but um, uh, more um, c- covert and stealth. With, a, with right. where you can take out people and like kind of 
uh, minor ways. But when you first start, you don't have tools, and your only way to get through certain situations is kill the dudes and then leave. Well, <laughs> you do start with a stun gun. You start with a stun gun, and then you have this like melee. Uh, yeah. know, golf ball on a bungee cord, whatever the it's fuck. An, it's an, yeah, it's a cue ball or like an AV yeah, ball or something. Right. Ball, I, I, I don't remember well thing. enough, but I remember I got the impression that they, they seem to contradict each other. What he's selling, saying in the cutscenes, I don't think so. how I had to play the game, unless I just didn't know what I was doing and I just I ended up killing a lot of people. I mean, I'm not saying that like <laughs> that you know you're wrong in the interpretation. I just don't remember uh, from any of the times that I played it this week a cutscene. Where he was like, we we got to be peaceful. We have to like calmly stroll in there. They're all about blowing the shit the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, from, definitely from the people he's with. They're talking about it. But I yeah. thought he was pushing back on the the narrative that they have to be violent in their attempts. Uh, unless that happens later in the story. No, I'm not, I, I'm see, not seeing for that. Some reason yeah. I remember it being in the very from the very beginning, and that's why I was critical of it. I was like, wait, okay, if I'm supposed to not be violent. Why is it? Do I not have any of the tools unlocked that would allow me to do this in a like covert and peaceful way? I, I mean, and if anything, he's he should be radicalized and maybe leaning towards violence because the entire first mission of the game is you breaking into a CTOS server farm to erase. Yeah, I remember that your backstory because he went to prison because someone forged evidence. Oh right, against him. Mm. So. I, I just don't remember. <laughs> One of these days, I'll yeah. replay that game and I'll be able to explain and articulate. Well, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep an ear out for for those like undertones to see if you're right about that. But I mean, you are right. The game is a classic like sandbox where you can approach uh, an objective in any of a bunch of ways, like right. whatever tools you have available to you, how you've chosen to upgrade your character, whatever's in the environment. Of course, you can do whatever you want essentially. And the next that with like the hacking mechanic to control cameras. And like instruction equipment and distract people and I drive love, cars and all, all kinds shit, of stuff. Man. Yeah. I love in that it's a, one. It's that, a yeah, lot of fun. I love in that one how you can control the the automated car systems. Like that's mm-hmm. so cool, man. The auto drive yeah. systems. Yeah. You just hack a car My, like, and it starts driving. I'll for go you. hide somewhere and I'll make it a game to like kill everyone in like a secure zone, but just with like the environment. Like like mm-hmm. a gas pipe, I'll burst, or I'll drive a car into them, into the wall, just like fun little ways to like narrow the playing field. Then I'll just tase the last person. Oh, from from the original game, from the original game, there were always like bonus points or something you got if you if you did kills with environmental objects. Like mm. I remember there were like, uh, you know those those uh, el- you know electronic like barriers that like rise up when a car when you're driving out of a parking garage or whatever um yeah i remember that you could like you know hack that as you're driving out of a garage and you could take down a a, it was a type of takedown where you would take down a car that smashed into that you know at the very last minute cool stuff like that bonus points if you pop it up when they drive right over it yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah Yeah. and they pop in the air and stuff and flip over Mm -hmm. yeah so that 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 aspect of the game was always cool and they doubled down on that uh, they doubled down on that in um, Watch Dogs Two, to my to my understanding. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm yeah. I'm very ready for Legion. So, yeah, and yeah. hopefully, it's, uh, hopefully, I'll probably be getting a free copy of Legion now that I snagged one of those thirty eighties. So, oh, cool. is it one of those bundles, games bundle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a you get a nice. copy of it. So, I guess I'll be playing that game too. We'll, cool. we'll see. I, I like the whole I liked Watch Dogs one like I didn't play two, but I really enjoyed the whole like things were manipulative. You can manipulate things in the city 
it was like just a more fun playground for like a GTA style game, right? Like they just give you all these little fun toys to work with. And yeah. they code it with like your little hacking tool. And it, it did stuff. Like it did awesome. some aspects of it, of the open world driving way better than GTA. Like the, I think well, people, people were complaining about it, but I actually liked the driving in Watch Dogs. Well, the amount of, um, yeah. the amount of tools you had at your disposal when you were trying to evade police were superior and how the police like functioned in trying to uh, capture you was superior to, to the AI in Grand Theft Auto. So they really put mm-hmm. a lot of focus on that, too. And I'm, I'm sure that they, you know, the way Ubisoft is, they fucking cherry pick everything from other games. <laughs> like, right. I guarantee yeah. you, because that game came out in 2014, and GTA Five had released in 2013. So I guarantee you they were playing it. They had their staff, their QA people, playing GTA to, like, see if there were any features in there that they could figure out how to mine out of there. I mean, or at least just like replicate, um, mm-hmm. or they just wanted to look at how GTA did certain things. And then they emulated some of it. I think, I think, um, I got that impression. Definitely got that. Impression. My, my favorite thing that watchdogs one did, which I wish they do this with more games, but this got really popular around the time watchdogs one was out, but they had a companion app for like mobile phones. And specifically for watchdogs, you could have a friend log into your game and you could play like a mini game. Well, not really a mini game. Like you would be running from the cops and stuff and he would control. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And and all the pursuing factors that were chasing yeah, and you'd you. You'd be doing it on like, like your your iPad. I think you could support a friend too, like control a drone was part of that. Like there was a whole lot of like. That was, that was an like, al- also another thing. Mobile integration. It was cool. You know who Division else? One was going to have that, and they scrapped that whole idea when Division One came out. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, Ubisoft yeah. went a went on a slow ramp of like mobile integration. Like for Black Flag Two, you Ooh. could see your in-game map, your live in-game map on your phone, on your iPad. Uh, it was great on an iPad. Like I could just like I could have the map up always while I was playing. See islands. It would update like every couple seconds where I was, and like I could plan mm-hmm. my game without having to be in the menus all the time. And that was really cool. Yeah, but then you, but you could then, and you could also control your your roots. Like you could you could play that mini game on the mobile app too. For, for yeah, I forgot app. about that. Yeah. You're yeah, so uh, you you're, you're sending your like resupply missions and your fleet and everything out to do that little stuff. But then but then they kind of blew they got very excited and blew their load all over everybody uh with uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. When they decided yeah. that, you know, this mobile shit is so cool and so productive and people love it. You know what we're going to do? We're going to pe- put whole parts of the game only in the mobile app to force. To, yes. To force people to get certain treasure, treasure chests, that, treasure chests outside of the world of the map in their mobile shit. And people fucking like hit the fucking ceiling. Like th- that's yeah, why that's part of why people hated unity. Because they took whole chunks of the game and put it in the goddamn mobile app. And then later had to completely retract all that. And they were like, okay. And so when I finally like uh, downloaded, like, remember, remember it was a while later that I ended up playing Unity. It was long after they patched everything. I started finding these chests that were all over the map. And I'm like, community, it said something else with a different color. It said community chest thing or whatever. I was reading on a forum that originally these were the chests that were outside the game in the mobile app. 
where you would have an exact map of the world oh, and you would have to play some kind of mini game independent of the game. And it pissed people off that they finally said, okay, we're just going to put these back into the, the main world of the game. And by the time I got to it, they were just a chest like any other chest that you would find in the world. Right. Um, but they had a different name and a different color when I played it. And I thought that was so fucking weird. Like, why are these chests this different color? But that's because right. they, were, they were consigned to the um, mobile app at the game's release and it pissed everybody off dude <laughs> yeah it definitely hit like a peak and really since that time frame there hasn't been mobile integration to that level so it kind of like hit red at this dead, red dead 2 did a map too they did a map app i think yeah. did they and that's that's the last one that i know of or i can think of uh, G- yeah i didn't think it went that far gta 5 had a great one um because it uh it simulated the iphone it was called the iFruit app <laughs> Yeah, it was like a banana. It was, I think it was a banana and two apples. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah. That's the logo. It looked like a dick and balls. <laughs> and then that ended up being like a, a, you know, like a play on like Apple's operating system at that time. But it, it helped you like fuck around with some shit in the game. You know, like I think you could like play uh, fetch with the dog, <laughs> chop. Right. You know, like it was weird. But anyway. But yeah. Felix, what have you been playing? There's just one thing that I wanted to talk about, okay? And I right I rail about this kind of shit all the time. And, you know, so Jay Prince, you know, he and I, we play games together on a regular basis. And he told me, he reminded me that the Mafia uh, Definitive Edition re-release is coming out. And I, and I will, I will say um, right here and right now that I don't have to play the game that they originally how they originally designed the game it's a definitive re-release where they completely redid all the graphics they even actually hired all new voice actors to play all the parts it's insane like this is a redo of a game that's made made it better than all the previous games that existed like that came out after the original title so the original original game came out and i think in 2002 on maybe og xbox this definitive edition that just came out um, recast all the uh, the characters. And so all the dialogue is read by new actors, which is really cool. And a lot of them are, are actors that are more relevant in current like mafia cinema and TV shows that exist now. Like a lot of them, you know, in 2002, Sopranos was out for three years, right? You know, um, so a lot of the actors and actors that ended up playing in later seasons of The Sopranos and things like that are now casting the Mafia game, which is really cool. Um, so I'm giving them props for their remake. It's beautiful. It's the best-looking Mafia game I've seen, and I played Mo- some of Mafia 3 and pretty much all of Mafia 2. However, <laughs> they, included, However. they included classic difficulty, right, which requires a trophy, and then they included uh, uh, easy, medium, and hard. Okay. Classic is like their original difficulty in the original game. Everything was fine until I got to a mission that is a fucking awful piece of shit. It is called the race or something like that. You have to do a classic like 1930s race car style race. And you can't complete this unless on classic unless you win the race. And it is the hardest thing I've tried in a video game other than God of War, give me all, give me God of War mode, right? This is so fucking hard, this race. And you can't progress in the story unless, unless you finish it. I even said to Jay Prince, when you were young and played this game in 2002, because I never played the original Mafia in 2002, did you ever finish this game? And he said, no, 
hell no, I gave up on that shit. I said, on what mission? He's like, the race. Everyone quits on the race. Oh, my God. This classic mode is exactly how it was in 2002, as shitty as it was then. And it looks brutal. Did you see the tweet from the uh, the official account of the developer uh, literally asking, how would you guys do on the race level or how would you guys do on the Grand right. Prix? Or it's, so it's, it's, it's like so a, they know they're self-aware about this. They're completely aware that they made something that's there to simply torture people. And they're proud of it. <laughs> uh, and I just want to rail against it for two seconds because I'm just like, God damn. Now, the, you know, in their defense, in this new game, you have three game modes. So I easily just turned off classic mode and you, you can dynamically switch it as you play. I turned it off, switched it to easy, completed the, the race, and now I've moved on in the story. I'm fine with it. And I've made my peace with not getting all the trophies in this game because I'm never going to be able to complete that on classic. Never. Like, it's that fucking hard. I watched videos, like, hours of videos of dudes trying to do it. And, like, you know, like, he's like, the one guy's like, like, well, there's a strategy for the second part, but pretty much it's luck on the first part. If you get through this and there's this many cars left in the race and you're at this, uh, like, race rank, you know, at this point in the game, then you lucked through the beginning part. But it's really in the beginning where when all the cars are bunched up, that you have to get yourself to like a half decent position. And the guys that had successful videos where they completed it were able to get themselves to position two in the first little pack, like within the first five, you know, 50, 50 seconds to a minute of the race. And then after that, then you just hold your position and beat the first guy. But I literally, dude, I kept trying it. I tried it until five in the fucking morning to, to, to rally myself to position two in the beginning. And I just couldn't fucking do it. Not on classic. Hey man, never say never. Uh, I'm not, dude, no, this is not like, no, this is not like a uh, resident evil remake where I was like, Oh, this is cool. You know, like that's manageable, dude. Even on the hardest difficulties, you know, you can, you can manage resident evil Two. You can manage resident evil three remakes the, and, and because they didn't just, you know, take the old mechanics and put them in a new game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like this is like just a copy and paste of the old shit. And it's, brutal dude <laughs> like yeah anyone who knows and the, the whole mafia community the meta of this is just fucking ugh, ugh, gross anyway well i think it's really cool that they recast the voices to make a more engaging that's what i'm saying I'm, I'm complimenting the game and i'm still playing and i'm past that mission just if you're struggling on it and you're out there and you want to know like you've been banging your head against it for weeks or whatever and you still haven't completed it just switch it to easy and let it go. Just let it go. There's no reason, man. Like, don't you're gonna give yourself a heart attack, whoever you are. I can't. I can't believe that is that's hard. great advice. Just remember, remember you telling the listeners out there. Yeah. That advice. Just I'm just I'm saying that without without context or judgment. Just remember. That no, advice. I've been getting better at it. it. I've been letting Very stuff much. go. I told you I switched it to easy and then I went past yeah. it. But you know I wouldn't have done that. I'm proud all. of you. I was I'm so look proud of you. in my defense. I did quit. Gimme got a war mode. I didn't stay with it. I mean, I played that's, it too long. I played unhealthy. it a full two days, which was insane. Yeah. That was stupid. Like, I don't know why I did that because that healthy decision. I did not feel healthy at the end of the two days. I felt fucked up and like, <laughs> you know, I felt real sick to my stomach after screaming for fucking two days straight at that bullshit. Yeah, it'll, 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 it'll do that to you. You know, yo, he, uh, mm, uh, 
I, we rarely ever call it the chat, but there is one thing that I need to add context to. Jay Prince says in the chat, rip Felix's table. Okay, I want to tell you right now, I didn't punch the table because of the Mafia race mission. I didn't punch the table at all during the Mafia race mission. I punched the table recently when I had to solo the goddamn daily ops in fucking Fallout. That's, I, but I broke my table. My table's fucking broke. Uh, I'm mean, not in half, but it will if I hit it again. <laughs> Jesus it's getting Christ. there. Yeah, it'll fucking it, this table is going to be fucking Christ. it's going to be real broke if I if I hit it as hard as I did the other night. But that's because I when you when you go in and you play a game mode that in the public world where there's other people and you expect the fucking team to load up with random people to help you and they don't and they then then you're just angry at the whole server. Like fuck you assholes for not being there. Like I needed to complete this thing. And because my friends were doing other things and I respect my friends having busy lives and doing their own thing. But when I go into the public world and I normally don't play in public, I normally play privately and I go into the public world and nobody fucking helps me. Fuck you. Fallout community. You pieces of shit. Worst nightmare, dude. Yeah. Like fucking help a guy when he's fucking trying to complete the daily ops. It's dickhead hard. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, that was my anyway. What, are, are, are we doing a segment now, Felix Rance? Is that what we're doing? Look, whether or not it's, it's actually an acknowledged thing, fucking uh, happened there. again. It's there. It <laughs> happens. Last week it I was happened. ranting like a motherfucker, and everyone thought it was hilarious. And now I'm fucking being a douche and ranting again. I'm sorry. This is not a new segment. Oh, this is this is 270 segments. <laughs> I just want to it's make it clear at this point. It's just the show. I'm yeah. sorry. Dude. It's all right. Let's no, let's just... slide on into the news. Let's, let's yeah, I'm even, I'm sorry. talk about what I was playing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, was, I just literally was saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, I'll be quick. I'm, I don't have any kind of rant or anything like, like sorry. I got I got thrown off. I got thrown off. I know it's OK. Um, so I've been playing the Mario 3D collection that was released, the limited run game that you know, it disappears after March for whatever reason. I guess it gets, it goes away in the warmer weather, you know, that's a thing. Uh, so I've been like dipping into all these games and I've never played sunshine or galaxy. Um, I've beaten 64 multiple times and I played it on this version. It's the game. Like it's, it's literally the game. And even the second stick, you know how like the C, the C rotation was like your camera. It was your camera. Yeah. Yeah, so that that is the the right stick behaves like that still. So like even it it, it just behaves like buttons. You hit the right button, it'll kind of move. To, it's not like an, right. an axis. Not like right. the axis. Yeah, it, it took the same mechanic, is what you're saying. With Correct. the sound effects too. Yeah, yes. It just yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game plays exactly how how uh you remember it. And I crushed the entire first floor in like one sitting, like because I just like. Just jumped in and just did it. Like yeah, I just, you just, know. You just know where so, the stars are, what to do. Yeah. Sorry, re- beat the re- at the top of the hill, all that good shit. And Neo, I missed what which of the Mario games is this? Sorry, Sunshine? I'm talking about sixty four right now. Oh, sixty four. Um, yeah. Okay. So I did play that back, right. back in the day. Yeah, yes. But I decided that I'm I'm gonna stream some games. I'm gonna stream these games. I decided that I picked Galaxy as the one to stream because Sunshine, I I, I wasn't on board with the whole water gun backpack thing, and they changed a lot of like Mario's move sets. Like he doesn't have the long jump anymore. He does like a belly flop dive that you can like mm. hop on your belly. It's like it's kind of different. They changed a lot of his move sets for this game. Um, and I wasn't I wasn't like too keen on like j- diving into that yet. I wanted to do Galaxy first because 
these levels all play with gravity and these these like individual like like planets like they share different gravitational poles and it creates the craziest like you know like platforming system when you're jumping from planet to planet and oh, all of a sudden this planet's pulling you and yeah i love galaxy galaxy is great yeah it's uh, i've never and i never got a chance to play it and visually whatever they did to the game i can't tell if it's like in, a, in its original form or whatnot because i don't remember the original yeah. but it looks great like it looks like yeah. a slightly lesser version of odyssey like pretty the much. game did look really good on the wii mm-hmm. looked really good art direction is fantastic they have like a great shade like great shading on mario there's like a great great art style to it like more so than like all like the space and the stars and the lights and planets was just it made it all sparkly and cool and like shiny and Mm -hmm. just it was a great great mario game so these games are being these games are being just for clarity sake these games are being redone in the engine that was used to make odyssey no No. they are literally just ports they're literally ports ports of these old games yeah they're Um, they're being emulated in the collection, pretty much. which some people have an issue with, uh, like it keeps like four by three, for you know oh, Super Mario sixty four stuff really? like that. Right, um, kind of, kind of, yeah, the hugest issue, you know. What did Galaxy come out yeah, on they, the the Wii? The Wii, the original the Wii. Wii. They did, they did fix the aspect ratio of Galaxy, and they did exta- expand the aspect ratio for Sunshine as well. So those well, are sixteen by nine. I don't know about GameCube's situation, but Galaxy was sixteen by nine because the Wii mm. could be. That was an option on the console itself. So those games right. did get produced widescreen. But to, I mean, quite honestly, like I'm having an, uh, these the Mar- Nintendo with these Mario games, they know game design, man. Like they nail it and experiencing galaxy for the first time is like fantastic because these games like they just work they just work and they feel great to play and even though it's like weird and the game like like all of a sudden i'm running upside down on this planet but like you know what to do because you know how mario moves now like yeah it's just it works like it all works and every level i go to i'm like wow this is really freaking creative like they 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 fucking nailed it again like Mm -hmm. just like with odyssey like what experiencing odyssey it's like wow they made all these levels so cool and really fun to engage with and explore and be Mario and collect those stars, you know, like that's all I want to say about it. Cause no, they, I mean, I Nintendo's they nail it, man. They really do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's why I've been playing on stream. Uh, and of course I've been playing modern warfare with the, with the crew and played Valorant finally again, but yeah, Mario, man, that's, that's a game right there. And I can't wait to play more of it. Really enjoying it. Nice. Now we can hit the news news so yeah uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show snuck right in at the buzzer for what to talk about this week um it has come to light that cd project red polish based developer of the witcher 3 and the upcoming cyberpunk 2077 has asked their employees formally and that's an important word formally uh, has asked them formally to participate in crunch they're asking everyone to work six days essentially being paid overtime the, the word rules. they used was mandatory though that's what i'm saying they're they are, they are saying you, this has got to be the schedule now until launch six days a week you get a day off we're back at it one final push until the game is released um this has been controversial for a couple of reasons primarily because the crunch conversation is always controversial um in any industry but especially in the gaming industry 
Um, and there are people on both sides of the issue, very, uh, very, very strong opinions. But also, this is uh, almost like a like a double dip into controversy because the uh, the CEO of CD Projekt Red himself said last year uh, they they went to Kotaku. I think they asked for Jason Schreier specifically, and they were like, "We want to talk yeah. to you uh, about how we are committed to zero crunch for this game." And mm-hmm. then this news drops. Uh, yesterday or today? I feel like it was today or like it was, yesterday. So they went it was out late yesterday. When did they seek him out? How long ago was that? That last, was last year. Last year? Yeah, last year. And um, uh, Jason also tweeted after he posted the article. Uh, he's correcting some misinformation. Some devs have already been crunching on and off for at least uh, for a year since the 2018 demo was revealed. And the crunch doesn't refer to just a few weeks of overtime. It's their culture. And that was that is essentially another another article he posted. I actually missed this one, but yeah. So this has been it's been still happening, even though CD Projekt went out of their way to approach Schreier and go, "We want to tell you how we're correcting this behavior," and now they're they're saying it like out loud. And yeah. today, uh, Adam Badowski, who I believe is let's let me let me make sure I get this this role his role right in the game. Uh, he is the head of the studio. Okay, he's the head of the studio, and he re- he wrote sub uh, like quote tweeting Jason's article saying the last six weeks are our final sprint on the project we spent our lives on something we care for deeply. The majority of the team understands that push, especially in light of the fact we've just sent the game to cert, and every day brings us visibly closer to shipping the game we want to be proud of. This is one of the hardest decisions I've had to make but everyone is well compensated for uh, every extra hour they put in. And like in recent years, 10% of the annual profit of our company generates in 2020 will be split directly amongst the team. So that, I think that's an important thing to take into consideration here as well, because they are being fairly compensated. Now we'll t- we can talk about whether or not it's fair to keep employees overtime mandatorily for the sake, but they're getting compensated and one thing that was pointed out to me yesterday when talking to uh, our community member Demos about it, they are in Europe, which has a very different labor structure than we have. They get better vacation hours. They get better benefits all around working, working in their company, especially, I guess, in Poland as well, um, and which is something I did not take consideration of when I first knee-jerk reaction to this, like, you know, this article. Um, so and they are doing a profit sharing of this game, and this game is going to sell gangbusters. I think we all know that. I think we're all going to assume we we know that it's going to be a crazy high yeah, you, you, high uh, release. You got to take uh, stuff like crunch uh, into context. I mean, it's not all, yeah. it's not all, it's not slave slave labor. I mean, that's and, and that's what people like get in their mind. They they think mm-hmm. of indentured servitude or slave labor or a sweatshop the minute, you know, I made that joke earlier that we should title the show right. that, but like, but that's not, that's not proper context. It just isn't. But at the same time, we can't, I, I hate it when I see people who see this news go, Oh, well I work hard all the time. They should just be happy that they have jobs and just, and just take it and just do the work. And I'm like, no, that's not how we should yeah, really be looking I don't at agree things. with that at all. We shouldn't, we should not be overworking people just for the sake of work is good. And they should be happy they have jobs. That's not that's not an object to working, right? Go crunch, ahead, go ahead, trip. Yeah, crunch is very, very prevalent in a lot of communities where things are developed. Like especially 
like the tech industry, right? Like that's probably the most notorious crunch. Uh, but the problem is in the tech industry, everyone's compensated like six figures. You know, like game developers are dramatically underpaid for the work that they put in. Uh, the amount of money that they're getting compensated um, in Poland is not what's going on in the United States. Like there are not rules that are the equivalent of that here. Like a lot of times people are forced to work uh, these crunch hours with no other monetary benefit because they're salaried or their mm. contractor where they don't have to get bonuses or anything like that. You know, I know this, uh, this surfaced recently, well, recently air quotes when, um, when Red Dead Redemption was being crunched and Rockstar is almost always under, under fire for this. Um, I think CDPR is a little bit of uh, like a gamer's favorite studio because they, they do a lot of goodwill things for gamers, right? Free DLC, um, you know, games that are DRM, like DRM quality, free, yeah. DRM free. Yeah. There's not like microtransactions, which I'm kind of ambivalent to, but a lot of people like find really, uh, really strong stances about i don't know what you're talking about i, I don't know who those people are um <laughs> i don't know them the yeah. I don't know, the, uh, <laughs> the issue <laughs> is that because this is cyberpunk and because of cdpr i feel like people are doing a lot of mental gymnastics to justify this mm-hmm. versus just you know again condemning a a really really toxic culture that doesn't belong to gaming doesn't belong to tech I mean, belongs to capitalism, but at that point, then you start talking about how pointless and, and, uh, you know, how much of a struggle it is to even change the entire working atmosphere, but that's an entirely different discussion. We can keep it on, on gaming, but I feel like there is a double yeah. standard here. Like people are like, eh, you know, they're getting paid at six weeks out. It's, you know, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. They're, they're okay. When we like throw the pitchforks at Ubisoft and, and rockstar and, and all these people. Right. It's weird. Um, I definitely like, I like CD Projekt Red a lot, but they don't get a pass for overworking their their staff. No, they shouldn't. Well, I don't know the situation. I don't. I've never worked in a studio like this, or like Rockstar, or like CD Projekt. So I don't know what the work conditions are like. Like I don't mm. know if it's like the Rockstar or what was it? Uh, was it EA? Like the Mass Effect Bioware team? They were like, it was either Rockstar or Ma- or, or Bioware, where they were like. The, the wives of these developers wrote to the company oh, that was, saying that was rockstar i'm that was rockstar okay rockstar. Yeah, yeah i think that was red dead redemption one mm-hmm. right and they wrote these letters saying please let our let our husbands come home we miss our husbands our, we're not know. seeing our family yeah right? they, they created a and, letter writing campaign against uh, the rockstar uh, executives yep so yeah we don't we don't know if we also don't know if these employees also are like I I love putting my heart and soul into this game. I I want to make sure this is the best thing, and I love being there. And I will stay late at my well, job in order yeah. to make this this great. I like, think we don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think that I think we can count on that. I think there are people that are that are crafting this game, and it's a labor of love, and they don't hate that they're there. Yeah, because they're doing creative, and I'm not creative saying, shit. Right, exactly, and I'm not saying that. They shouldn't do that, but I'm saying that it's the entire game is an ecosystem, right? You have the people that are doing the creative love, but then you also have the people that are doing like some of the grind work in any aspect of the game, the marketing grind work, the code compiling grind work. Like there are definitely grindy jobs uh, that arguably have to be done more than maybe the fun 
creative. I'm going to fucking drink coffee all night and like come up with this perfect design and everyone's going to love this feature. Like that's like the romanticized version of the job. And people have that job and probably love living in their studios and their offices to get the job done. But that all trickles down and makes more work for everyone else. You know, that's, mm-hmm. but again, it's, it's a hard, uh, a hard topic because there isn't an easy answer. Um, I tried to share this, uh, this tweet with you guys earlier. I know I mentioned it in our, in our pre-show chat. Um, someone who works in game dev, not an employee of CD project red, but, uh, another game developer on Twitter, she was saying that, uh, the outcries for delay this game. Cause that is, was essentially the, the internet's first reaction when they heard about this, they said, delay it, push it back. We're fine in the spring. November's packed. And I was like, that sounds great. Actually. I'm cool for a delay. Like send it back. Um, Why not? <laughs> excuse me. She was like, that's not the answer. Most of the time, because that's going to cost more money. Right. In wasted development and wasted advertising and having to correct a whole bunch of things. Um, mo- longer like salaries that just, we weren't budgeted for this project to take another already been delayed twice four months right or whatever no, it no, might be it, and and bef- and so i wish i saved the link because i would l- have loved to reread the entire thread but one of the very important uh, suggestions she had was to cut scope of the project and i Elaborate think on scope. that's a great idea and how to make this uh kind of crunch issue uh, less important and scope meaning like you're cutting stuff out of the game to make it more mm-hmm. reasonable right because mm-hmm. uh, well, of course right now yeah. now they've kind of shot themselves they already, in they already foot. said st- they've cut stuff out of the game like the yeah, yeah, at this point at this point when yeah. you're sending the game to be certified on consoles you can't cut features it's in there you're locked in you're bug hunting at this point right that's that's all mm-hmm. you can do um but yeah, a feature planning could definitely be cut back in a lot of these projects. And I don't think people would miss, like if they started out from the gate and said, we're like, you know, internally, let's get rid of the district in the city, you know, like it'll save us months of work. Like, honestly, I would never know the game from what I've seen in every single night city wire demo video, uh, preview hands-on, whatever the fuck the game already looks so in depth and we know it's, it's going to be a vertical game as well as like a sprawling map kind of game. There's going to be so much to see and do. None of us are going to do it. We're not going to do everything in this game. No. You know? I, so, I have not done everything in Skyrim, and I have no, hundreds of, of hours. Not. I'm just so going like, gonna, to, I'm probably going to spend the, you know, the first like 70, 72 hours playing the game just like hanging out in brothels. That's pretty much it. Right. Exactly. So cutting the scope of a project could be a good way to handle like this push. Especially if there's a mini game. I mean, <laughs> just live in there. A sex mini game or something. Right. <laughs> God, we can only hope. We can only hope for that. No. Um, the one thing I was going to say is, how do we know that the that the crunch concept, if pushed back, isn't similar to like the um, the problem of like uh, uh, of highway traffic? You know, like like everyone always thinks that like if you just keep widening the highway that it's going to not have traffic, but like traffic is always going to be there no matter how wide you make it because the cars just fill in the lanes. Right. Um, What's we, the analogy of why I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Okay. So okay. if you push okay. back crunch, they still have to push the game out. So there's always going to, if you keep pushing the, the end zone back, 
you're still going to have an end zone. Oh, you mean like just delaying the game? Right. Right. Yeah. It's not like, really. It, it's the nature of, of getting something to market in an efficient amount of time. If you push it back, there's going to be a crunch in six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it all comes down to, I think, how you manage a project. Literally why you can get a degree in project management. Like right, there are people right. that, whose entire jobs in existence is just to kind of look at the entire bubble. Like they're not, they're not C-level executives. They're not game directors. They're not the people doing the artwork, but they just exist to be like, okay, we want to launch now. We have this much money. We have this many parts of the project. Here's all the spinning gears. Here's how we're going to frame this and make it all work. Right? Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it's a project management issue. So it's on them really to find ways around the crunch see, by planning better for this like down the gauntlet. It, right. So it seems to be like a long time ago at some game company or multiple game companies all simultaneously, simultaneously at once that the project project management was a fail that resulted in people crunching hard. And then it became this like culturally accepted thing that just became a part, a part of every company's philosophy almost, you know, cause we don't even know with, with developers who are crazy about it, who are actually into it. It might be like this, like, like on the edge, like, like adrenaline rush adrenaline rush yes yeah because they mm-hmm. when people are working under, in under crunch they might do their best work ever and yeah, like i was gonna and, say i bet people sometimes can't get work done unless those conditions unless they've they've, they've they've they got pressure from someone above like you know crunching, crunching on the other side of that there is burnout like oh yeah you yeah can totally. burn yourself out from that yeah yeah, and but that's, like, that's that's what i think people are getting mad but, at but like, but if you're if you're also fu- if you're fighting on the f- the front lines of a of a battle and you're doing it well you you uh, there's a potential burnout in that situation you know what i mean with intense pressure on your head so i'm saying any circumstance in life where you're trying to accomplish something under intense pressure is going to give you some kind of crazy adrenaline you know like and uh that's might might be what's happening for a lot of the people who do enjoy the time period of crunch and why it has been baked into the culture of most gaming companies because if if it came down to <laughs> trip i i know mm-hmm. you said that product project management could be the issue here but if it came down to project management being the one you know surefire fix for all of this you wouldn't mm-hmm. have every single company having this incompetent problem you know what I mean? Like, like every that's company, every company just coincidentally always fucking, it's like they're doing their homework the night before the fucking test or some shit, yeah. you know, like they can't all be fucking up their project management. That goddamn no, that's true. You know what I mean? That's like true. it's yeah. something baked into the culture to do it this way. Like leave something to work hard on at the very last minute, you know? Um, and I'm not defending crunch. I'm not defending if this, no, no, no. Is, if this yeah. is this is damaging lives. I think going back to our original point of crunch needs to be taken in goddamn context. You have to like realize that is the company paying people well for this? Are they providing them breaks periodically, even though they're there six days a week? Are they getting adequate breaks? You know, like if you take it in the proper context, and who's going to have that? But the company employees themselves. I, I think a big tell all is if you have. A, a company doing crunch, which might ethically be uh, on the border, you know, in the gray or whatever. If you have a company doing crunch, but you don't have anyone complaining from the company, then maybe they're doing crunch right. 
You know, you know, yeah. it's not not necessarily the crunch is a bad thing. It's that some companies just fuck up the process and they don't do it right and they take advantage of their employees. And that's well, why it's always the worry. Yeah, the worry and is being taken advantage of, and how to protect your employees right from the employer. And that brings up the union conversation, which is now back in full force, like having game developers unionize. I, I still think the, the yeah no I one hundred percent think the entire. Uh, game industry has to go through a disgusting revolution that that incorporates the creation of, of of unions. I think unions are they're due. I mean, all the other major industries that went through a lifespan, you know, a, at least a hundred year lifespan, which game industry hasn't even been fucking forty or fifty, not even half. It's not even like half a half a century. Right, it's been around. I think I think it has to go through a huge like revolution where people are pissed as fuck and like it ends up happening yeah where where they bring uh unions about i don't know how they're going to do it because corporate culture is a harder you know factory culture is a different culture to bring up unions you know corporate culture yeah. mm -hmm. you know where corporations are trying to maximize profits and minimize their their overhead um and are legally protected by the government to do that <laughs> because mm -hmm. they're essentially considered people like, you know, protected awful, with their own awful. free speech and their own fucking rights. Like, I mean, the fact People that our, the, the fact that at least the U.S. government has has gone to taken steps to protect a corporation's integrity, and, and meaning like their disingenuous integrity. Like if the fact that the government's gone to steps to do that means that that forcing an individual to make, you know, an individual to make like uh uh to unionize it's just oh, it's a nightmare in this fucking in this political climate i mean fucking with a goddamn head of a corporation as our fucking president <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, it's gonna be fucking hard oh, yeah <laughs> that's that's why in the beginning i brought up the context of they aren't an american corporation right that's that right was, right that is also important context to take into consideration for cd which Project. i don't think it's fair to call europe more socialist i don't know if i fully agree with that they're still capitalist no i don't think so but like they they do seem to be focused more on uh quality of life when it comes to their corporate model their corporate model for european companies i know that for a fact because my cousin lives in europe and moved to europe for this reason <laughs> uh i think she loves the culture of of europe you know, on the whole, you know, in terms of like the art and like the language and, and, and how people behave and all that stuff. But at the same time, I, she was working for major American corporations when she fucking left the goddamn country and <laughs> got the fuck out of here. And she never wants to come back because of how fucking horrible the, the corporate the corporate culture was to her uh, when she worked here. Mm -hmm. So. And it's and, pretty bad here, man, across the board. She's been a lot happier yeah. since she left in 2007, so it's <laughs> 13 years. Yeah, ago. I, have, I have a friend who lives overseas in France, and she loves working in in that country because she gets all – she doesn't worry about her health. She doesn't worry about getting put out on the street by, by losing a job. The, the, the country takes care of the people, yeah. which is – a wild thing to think about. And so if she loses her job, she doesn't have to worry about if I get sick, what do I do? If I need to get my medication filled, what do I do? Like, yeah, those no. are things that, that we don't consider when thinking about when taking CD project into consideration. No, but, I'm, but Neo, I'm not even talking like, that's a whole other conversation talking about like how the, gov sure, the sure. government approaches, like re respecting its citizens in terms of employment. I'm talking about how the corporate culture of Europe. Yeah. 
uh, seems to care about the employees that are working for the companies more than the average American. Oh, yeah. I mean, they offer better vacation time. They offer like like mandatory one month at least vacation time is what a lot of these those com- European countries give you. I'll tell, like, I'll tell you, it's, it's nuts. I'll tell you one thing. This is personal in my own life. Uh, uh, just so you guys know, uh, uh, and I'll say it on the show, but I don't have to give you more details. I'm now an uncle. Uh, just so you know, congratulations. Congratulations. So that man. happened, that happened literally yesterday. And now I have a niece, Hey, but, but, wow. but, but my, uh, my, my sister was, worried that she was going to have her baby before October 1st because just recently Donald Trump, this is actually baked into one of his fucking executive orders or whatever the fuck he does in Washington, DC. Donald Trump actually could have potentially benefited my family because he finally signed in a thing to say that government employees who work for the U S government, she works for the U S government will get um, uh, maternity leave. Paid maternity leave, like that, that is extended. You know, extended mm-hmm. maternity leave, a realistic amount of time. In other words, because before right. they didn't. <laughs> the yeah, U.S. government was terrible. Yeah. yeah, the U.S. government didn't get it, and, and Donald Trump was responsible for signing in, but it didn't take effect until October first. And she goes and have has her baby on the 29th <laughs> God, there's no. Is there really no way that she can be like, look? Guys. Oh yeah, it's called tell the hospital to fudge that fucking date. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, bingo. Uh, honey, tell her when you're older. Your birthday isn't actually on this day. It's actually way later. Super, every super every year labor. they're celebrating two days before <laughs> what it officially yeah, says on the birthday. Labor. Yeah, holy shit. Right, but like, oh, man. I mean, I asked her if she made made her peace with it. She said, "Yeah," but I don't know. Like, she's gonna have to fucking figure something out for the maternity i think that's yeah. so so stupid i mean yeah circling back to but yeah that went off topic because i started talking about government Sorry no about but that. but it's a good point because like that's uh, a government mandated improvement to a working condition that the company wouldn't have done on their own and and to circle back to this conversation about crunch the only reason that they're getting paid they're guaranteed getting paid not even the 10 percent profit sharing which is great. It's a fantastic move by CD Projekt Red to take 10% of the sales and put it back into all of the employees, not just you know executive bonuses. But not even including that, they're getting paid for this. They're getting paid overtime for these hours. Companies in the United States don't do that. Game companies don't do that for crunch. I have worked two, two jobs that I was forced to work overtime due to, due to my job, and I had to do it off the clock. Because a company did not have the hours to give, but they had the work that they needed to be done. And on top of that, or you know what? I'll just straight up tell you. I worked for GameStop for a while, right? And we had to do lots of marketing moves, lots of marketing changes. But they only allot your each store a certain amount of hours for every employee, right? Mm-hmm. This had to get done. But if you're the only person working in a store and you have customers to help, you cannot do both at the same time. You have to make the sales and reach those sales goals that they that they require of you and do all the marketing changes and all the store refreshes that they want you to do. So what do you do when you don't have the hours to fill and you have to do both jobs at the same time? You work after the clock when the store is closed to get it done overnight. And we did that multiple times. And I brought it up to the district manager once. I was like, hey, I just want you know, I, I, I was... I was I was here till like one or two a.m. last night, like doing doing what I had to do to get it done. He's like, you know what? I don't need you to tell me that. I'm glad you got it done, but I don't want to hear that because because it's not my business. And I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. 
because you just you you just want the store to to do well in your numbers for your district. You son of a bitch. Yeah, and yeah, that's that a sucks. fantastic example on how not to run a business. And even all Completely. these all these moves were cost cutting moves, obviously, and they're still going down the drain. So yeah, we know they're just absolute fucking trash. But I mean, I yeah. I don't think anyone on this show or anyone listening to this show has not crunched mm-hmm. in some capacity in their job. Yeah. But look, on, on, on the, the positive side of that, my second job where I've worked over hours, I was getting salary. So I didn't make more for working past my allotted time that I was supposed to work. But at the same time, I was doing like networking, cabling work and, and research, like redoing servers after hours uh, till like one or two in the morning again. Maybe actually, I think one night I got home at like 3 a.m. doing this and I was less upset about doing that work because a i guess it's something i enjoyed a lot more and b it was like making making it made me feel good about tomorrow i get to go in i get to go in a little bit later they let me go in later that was nice but like i get to go in and feel proud of what i did like hey i made this all run better i redid these systems and i made them like better for the company and i felt a lot better about that than the way gamestop treated me i i guess Uh, just yeah if, if you a like where you work uh and B, find yeah. pride in the project that you're doing, that's going to make the work seem not as much like work. Hence, you're more okay with doing more for that company. You're getting value out of that. You know? Yeah. You're contributing and you're getting, you're getting value. Like, not just monetarily. You're getting other value to you. You're getting pride. You're getting a sense of accomplishment. You know? Like, that's all... Like just like EA all, wants you to feel. Like psychological payment, you know. Not that I'm advocating like to not pay people and just making feel good about it, but like that's why people are just so into working for this stuff if they find personal pride in these projects. And you find that a lot in the game industry. Obviously, it's like a like passion projects for a lot of people. You know, like imagine you're crafting Cyberpunk and you know just millions of people are going to get to play this and they're going to fall in love with this world. You know, that would that would keep me going for sure. Yeah, I I can imagine. I'm really excited. I yeah. think uh, I think it was you who said this earlier, Felix. I apologize if it was Neo, but um, we have to take into consideration how the people that are doing this job feel. Oh yeah, was about me. the crunch. Yeah, yeah. I we, mean, because like it's I said, great that we can talk about this, but we're all talking for them. Yeah, at, at the end right. of the day. Yeah, like 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 you know, if there's poison in the anthill, the ants are going to come fucking out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Uh, I, sorry, my analogies, good, uh, my analogies are just off the fucking chain tonight. As long as they land, they can take as long as they need to get to where they're going. But as long as they land, I'm cool with it. Me too. I'm I'm okay with it as well. Well, damn. Yeah, I guess context is key in this situation, right? We have to Absolutely. we have to case by case basis, as as they say, right? Yeah, with but all yeah. things uh, context for sure. But I think we agree that we need to. Just fucking, especially this year, man, like the way 2020 has had people work, like the conversation about how we work as humans is taking a lot of different angles. And I think there's a lot that could be done so much better for productivity and just for mental health altogether. You know, like the conversation has to shift entirely because the status quo ain't it, chief. No, no diggity. No diggity. Well, well, well. I think that's a good conversation. I think it's a great place to cut it out. Hell cut yeah. It, how does it go? I, uh, you know, whatever. Cut it out. Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut. It, cut it. Why, why does the thumbs up mean it? 
No, 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 no. It's cut, and then you point uh, to it. It's cut oh. it out, and the thumb goes back. Oh, that's what it is. Cut it's, it's cut it cut out. Yeah, cut it out. Cut it out. Fucking. If you aren't watching on Twitch, we are actively doing cut it out. So do you know there's uh, next week if you're listening on audio only, tune in at twitch.tv slash emergent underscore gamer. It's funny you brought that up though, because the what was that guy's name? Joey? I don't even remember. I don't know. He was like the brother in Full House, right? Or the or the friend or the weird guy that used to like hang out. Full disclosure, I don't actually know where cut it out's from. It's from Full House. I recognize it. It's from Full House. Mm. Dave no, Coulier. It's Dave Coulier. Oh, is, is okay. Name. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. So real fun fact, and we're wrapping the show up, I know. But the real fun fact is supposedly the fucking song You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette is about Dave Coulier. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, That's wild. Like that, she used to date him, and he was a dick to her. So she wrote, "You ought to know." That's that's supposedly the rumor. Okay. Well, the last legend. thing there was one. There was a podcast I listened to. They're like a movie talk podcast. They had a segment of their show, like a random segment called Dave Crulier, and they talked about all the dickhead things that Dave Crulier used to do, <laughs> or whatever he was in the news. Evidently, he's a dick. Apparently, he's apparently so. I don't know. He was mean anyway, to Alanis so- Morissette, and I like her. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sign us out. Yeah, do all it. right. Uh, I've been Neo Ayoshi. You can follow me at Neo underscore Ayoshi on Twitter. Neo Ayoshi on Twitch TV. Uh, check out our YouTube as well. It is popping over there um, as as well. Playing games all week. I, I kind of have a schedule now. It's pretty great. I'm gonna post it on my Twitter soon when I get make it all pretty. But uh, yeah, that is that. Expect more Mario and Warzone, more shooting games. All right, trip. Guys, I am Trip Zero. You can find me on uh, Trip Zero TV on all the socials, twitch.tv slash Trip Zero TV. I am playing Watch Dogs 2 on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays on my channel. So check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Felix? I'm uh, at Felix Hergood on Twitter. You can catch me at Twitch at Felix Hergood. When I. <laughs> Jesus fuck Bless you. Jesus fuck. <laughs> uh, when I get back to uh to streaming, I am playing a plethora of different games. I'm playing Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning, I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online, I'm playing Fallout seventy six, I'm playing the Mafia series, I'm playing the Batman Arkham series right now. There's a, a whole randomness of potential games that I could come back to stream and I also still play uh this the two thousand twenty season of uh the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> on MLV the show. So there's a you know, I play an assortment sports of, fans everywhere, thank you. I play an assortment and variety of fucking games, so I'll be back. I don't know when. And that's well, it. Well, that's it. Later. Have a blessing. See you Turn next your week. radio off. Turn your iPod off. Whatever. Have Bye. a blessed week. Uh another fun fact I've also never uh, seen Fast and the Furious, and my old roommate has told me that I am uh, <laughs> the only person in the world who has not seen this. So now I have to stay pure, and I can't watch the movies because one day humanity will need someone with the perspective untainted by Fast and the Furious. <laughs> he goes, "They're fantastic movies. You should see them, but you can't now because you are the only one left who hasn't seen any of them." And I go, "I can't fault that logic." <laughs> <laughs>